Some topics of discussion are graphic, and listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Mind of a Killer. In this podcast, we will delve deep into the mind of some of the world's most famous serial killers. At some point, we've all wondered what happened to make someone finally snap and take someone's life. All of us have heard of a famous serial killer too, but I'm only going to talk about one serial killer whose murder cases have remained unsolved for over a century. Jack the Ripper. This killer got his name from a letter sent to the police using the nickname, and it stuck when people saw the brutality that he left behind at the scenes of his crimes. During the investigation, many letters were sent to the police, and most of them were supposedly from the famous Ripper himself. We'll talk more about those later. His cases are still a mystery to those that hear about them to this day. His first victim was Marianne Nichols. She was a prostitute that was often referred to as Polly, and prowled the streets at night, looking for a way to support herself. Her throat was slit with a moderately sharp, strong-bladed knife, and she was found leaning up against a gate with her skirt pulled up to her stomach, displaying jagged wounds to her abdomen. Four other victims were found after Marianne, and they were each as mutilated. The second victim's name was Annie Chapman, who was found only a few blocks away from Marianne. His third and fourth victims were Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes, and thought to be the Ripper's last victim was Mary Jane Kelly. But what did they all have in common? They were all prostitutes, and they were all killed, then mutilated by the same man, all within a mile of each other in the districts of Whitechapel, Spitalfields, Aldgate, and the City of London. One of the main reasons people think these murders are so intriguing is that there are so many different theories behind this case, that you have to do your own research to uncover new pieces of the case. I did some digging of my own and found people's theories behind Jack the Ripper's identity, and I would like to share a few of them. Some people believe that the identity of Jack the Ripper could belong to Lewis Carroll, the father of Winston Churchill, and even Prince Albert Victor, who was the great-grandson of the Queen. Through a little more digging, I was able to find another believed-to-be suspect, acting Sergeant Amos Simpson, a policeman from the Scotland Yard Police Force. He requested to keep a blood-spattered shawl to give as a present to his wife, who was horrified with it and tucked it away in a box with the Ripper's fourth victim. As I read this, I wondered what possessed this man to bring home this blood-stained scarf to his wife. According to Dr. Scott A. Bond, the way a serial killer thinks is way different than what we theorize. He states that they kill based on a fear and insecurity of rejection of others around them. But is that why Jack the Ripper killed? Many people believe him to be just cold-blooded and vicious, enjoying every kill he accomplishes. Stephen King, a famous horror novelist, wrote a paper on the inside of why we crave horror. His paper explains how everyone deserves to be locked up because we are all mentally ill. Those of us outside the asylums only hide it a little better. And then goes on to explain how when we're younger, we are taught about acceptable behaviors by, say, your aunts and uncles with the praise or punishment system. You do a good deed, like look out for your little siblings, you get a treat. But if you smash their fingers in the door when you then you get punished. His point is that we crave horror because deep down it satisfies something deep in our soul 
For some, it's just too much of a rush that we don't want it to stop. Now on to the letters written by Jack the Ripper himself sent to the police. Though there were many letters sent to the police, only three of them stood out from the rest. The three letters of interest were the Dear Boss letter, the Saucy Jack postcard, and the From Hell letter. Dear Boss, I keep on hearing the police have caught me, but they won't fix me just yet. I have laughed when they look so clever and talk about being on the right track. That joke about leather apron gave me real fits. I'm down on the horse and I shan't quit ripping them till I do get buckled. Grand work the last job was. I gave the lady no time to squeal. How can they catch me now? I love my work and I want to start again. You will soon hear of me with my funny little games. I saved some of the proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle over this last job to write with, but then it went thick like glue and I can't use it. Red ink is fit enough, I hope, haha. The next job I do, I shall clip off the ladies' ears and send them to the police officers just for jolly, wouldn't you? Keep this letter back till I do a bit more work, then give it out straight. My knife's so nice and sharp, I want to keep, I want to keep right to work as soon as I get the chance. Good luck. Yours truly, Jack the Ripper. Don't mind me giving the trade name. P.S. Wasn't good enough to post this before I get all the red ink off my hands. Curse it. No luck yet. They say I'm a doctor now. Ha ha. In the Dear Boss letter, Jack talks about how he hurt the police almost caught him and how it makes him laugh. He talks about how he enjoys the kills he accomplishes and refers to the blood he saves to write the letter as proper red stuff. Equally horrifying is that this is all a game to him, as if he's bored and wants to play Monopoly. The next one is the Saucy Jack postcard. I was not cotting, dear old boss, when I gave you the tip. You'll hear about Saucy Jack's work tomorrow. Double event this time. Number one squealed a bit. Couldn't finish straight off. Had not got time to get the ears off for police. Thanks for keeping the last letter back till I got to work again. Jack the Ripper. In this postcard, he refers back to the Dear Boss letter and talks about how he couldn't fully make good on his promise to cut off the ears of Catherine Eddowes and send them to the police. The last and final letter was the From Hell letter. From Hell, Mr. Lusk, Sir, I send you half the kidney I took from one woman, preserved it for you. The other piece I fried and ate, it was very nice. I may send you the bloody knife that took it out if you only wait a little while longer. Signed. Catch me when you can, Mr. Lusk. The From Hell letter is Jack the Ripper taunting George Lusk. This letter is considered to be the more disturbing of the letters because it was delivered with half a kidney. This half kidney belonged to Catherine Eddowes. The letter was never signed, although the kidney did seem like a noteworthy signature from the Ripper himself. The hunt for his identity went on for years, until eventually people stopped looking and his trail went cold. This case has always puzzled me, because how can a notorious killer just disappear without a trace?